Sky River Casino, sky's the limit. Now, back to the BS. Hey, welcome back. It's the BS. My name's Jason Bailey. There's Nikki D rubbing up on her face like she got a rash. You okay? My eyes are just itchy. All right. Careful what eye drops you use. Uh-huh. I don't really use eye drops. When we get all the recalls, Ooh. make your eyes fall out. There's uh, $2 Richard Nelson. Kyle on the other side of the glass. So uh, yesterday I was telling you about my experience, which, you know, I thought it was informative, you know, for for everybody, you know, whether you're a firearms person or not, uh, just to be educated. And, and, and I like to learn things and coming from the South where, you know, firearm laws and rules are a lot different than they are in California. But I'm very much uh, pro getting instructions like I, I feel I'm not a fan of just anybody going to buy a firearm and then carry it and wave it around and not have any idea or any knowledge of what to do when that time comes because nobody's really prepared for that time, mm-hmm. uh, which is always combative with the diehard firearm people. They're like, you're not registering my guns. You're not, I don't need a class. I grew up watching clinics, you know, and all that <laughs> stuff. So uh, the more we know, the better. Obviously, learning is good. Knowledge is king, as Stussy used to say back in the day. So I took a, a CCW class because that's what you have to do, you know, uh, up until the new year. It's eight hours. So next year it goes to 16 hours and a little different rules for different counties. Uh, thank God I'm in Placer County where, um, uh, from what I understand, it's a little bit better. Uh, so I signed up for this class and our instructor, who some of you guys might remember, you know, he did local morning radio for 30 years, you know, here in Sacramento. Also did uh, TV news, morning TV news on Fox 40. So, Paul Robbins, how are you, Paul? I'm good, Jason. How are you? Good. Is this your first time back on the airwaves after 30 years? Let me think. Uh, you know what? It's the most significant time back on the airwaves. How about that? <laughs> good answer. You know, and here's the thing about Paul. is like you, you go to these classes and you expect them to be boring and just like get me through it. I want it. It's like I almost wish that I would have done the 16 hours. Because that's how good Paul is. Oh, okay. You want to be in his presence longer. He's a great communicator. Got you. And he made it fun. He involved the class. The class was phenomenal. We had a good group of people in that class, Paul. Yeah, we really did. That that was a good bunch. Although, you know what? That's kind of the consistent theme. Uh, And I appreciate what you were saying before I came on. Um, You know, in California, there are people very hinky about guns. Yeah. And they would be shocked to come to a class like you did and discover, man, what a nice bunch of people in here. That's always the case. Well, and that's the case with everything, right? If you're anti-whatever, you just discount any positives that might come along with it. Right. And and what I was kind of conveying yesterday is because I know – you know, that you're not going to talk to everyone that is into what I'm into or what you're into or believes in what we believe in. So those that don't, you know, how do you kind of get through and make them interested in the conversation? So I I, kind of went down the path a little bit of just the idea of self-defense because that's that there, there are no lines, you know, the bad guy doesn't care whether you're pro or uh, anti, right? You're, you're for or against to, They, they don't care. They just care about taking whatever they want from you. So, you know, that five elements of self-defense that you taught us, the innocence and the imminence and the proportionality and the avoidance and the reasonableness, that was so educational and informative to me. But I think that would be even as informative and educational to somebody that's not a big gun person, right? 
Yeah, no, I think it's, I think that's a, a great observation, and just uh, just a slight spin on what you said about the good guys versus the bad guys. Um, yeah, I hope people realize the people who come and take a concealed carry course, those are the good guys, right? The bad guys don't do that. The bad guys don't get a permit. The bad guys don't care about your laws. So, um, first of all, way to go again, Jason. You and Rachel taking a class that was that was great. And, uh, and, yeah, I completely agree with you. I think the education, regardless of whether or not somebody decides they want to carry a handgun for self-defense, the knowledge that you pick up there um, about safety is really important. And for people who don't carry to recognize the things that those of us who do carry think about. Uh, um, you know, one of the things we talked about in the class is, uh, you know, pe- people might presume the attitude is, man, those people have a gun. They're going to have a real attitude. They don't have to take crap from anybody. You know, no, if you're carrying a gun, you got to take crap from everybody. If you've got a gun, you have to be a peacemaker. And so those elements you talked about, innocence, uh, you know, we have to be – we can never be the person that started an argument. Uh, imminence, the gun would never, ever come out unless something is imminently going to go down that's going to result in your death or injury or somebody you care about. Uh, I, there's a lot of uh, standards that we talk about, and – Hopefully one of the things you left that class with is the last thing any good person ever wants to do ever, ever, ever is, is bring that gun out. Yeah, I, I compared it to, you know, like Karate Kid, you know, when he's on the boat with Mr. Miyagi, Daniel's son. And, <laughs> yeah. you know, and he says, why do you take karate so I don't have to fight? And, yeah. and you know, you, you gave a statistic in class about, you know, people with their carry license are the least involved in gun-related incidences, you know, like the the next level up of demographic was an elderly Asian woman, you know, so it's, it, the bad guys aren't coming to see Paul in class, like, you know, right. you know yeah. but, but the more, you know, you, there was a, a, a story that went viral yesterday out of Los Angeles, this, you know, middle-aged guy coming home, nice house, and he had a gate that closed up, and he closed the gate, and he had a kind of a walkway to his front door where his wife and his young child, I believe his mother, might have been in the house, and he was getting his keys out, and these two bad guys in all black with hoods jump over his gate and bum rush him, pull out a firearm. The guy had a cup of coffee, threw the cup of coffee in the guy's face, mm-hmm. drew, and fired. Uh, I don't know the end result, but he was like, "You can." there's nothing in my house that's more valuable than my life. Right. But my family, that's another story. You're not getting through my front door. And another thing that Paul teaches, and, and any, any class would teach you this, not just Paul's, but... Uh, any CCW class would teach you this. Most, if not what well, all, not all, but most of these altercations happen within like what five feet, Paul. I mean, real close proximity to the bad guy. Yeah, we say three to five feet in three to five seconds. Happens really close. Happens really fast. And you got to be prepared. Another thing worth pointing out: the splashy stories that hit the news are, you know, uh, at least the ones that look good for the Second Amendment crowd. Are somebody has a gun and they fire and they save the day. Uh, the great majority of times in this country uh, when a good guy with a gun stops something bad from happening, the great majority of the time, shots are not fired. You know, uh, if there's time and a gun comes out, whoever was up to no good changes their behavior when a gun shows up in the story. Yeah. And, you know, and that's another misconception, too, is because there's there's a saying that don't pull out your gun unless you're ready to use it. Well, that's misconstrued. 
with a lot of people where they think that means that you have to use it. Right, because my friend uh, was, don't. was in a situation where this guy was trying to possibly carjack her, and it was some young kids, and she pulled her gun out. She didn't fire it, but she did give them a warning, and it scared them away. Mm-hmm. So that's true. Yeah, That does happen. Have you ever had any of your students come back and give you situations that they were in and what they learned in your class, how it came into play? Um, you know what? I'm happy to say no. <laughs> so far, uh, and you know, and uh, full disclosure, I've, I've, I've been doing firearms instruction for for quite a while, and been around firearms a long time. I've been actually teaching the concealed carry courses now for only about a year and a half, uh, and so. Uh, yeah, I'll be happy if uh, somebody asked me that 10 years from now when I say I've never had anybody come up and say they had to use even just to draw their gun. One of the things, in fact, the way we ended our class, Jason, mm-hmm. was talking about situational awareness and always keeping ourselves in a place where it never has to come out. So, no, I don't have any good juicy stories. I know I know uh, uh, one instructor friend who, uh, after talking a good game for a long time, finally found himself in a situation where he was confronted and the gun came out. Uh, and it ended the way you hoped. The person turned and walked away. Yeah, and that's the thing. They walked away. Yeah. Just, you know, just, just didn't yeah. have to do it. Um, in, in the short version of the eight hours that we spent together this past <laughs> weekend, as far as to give to the audience information on the steps, because that's usually the first step is the most difficult to figure out what you're supposed to do. So if anyone were interested uh, let me give you the website, usgunpro.com, for more information on gun classes in general. I can give you Paul's direct information if you guys want it, and Paul doesn't mind, uh, if, if you reach out to to us on, on social or whatnot. But what would you say to the audience, Paul, if they're like, okay, this sounds interesting. I'm, I'm you know, even those that are like, you know, I'm not sure or no way, but I, I'd give it a chance just to understand, where do they start? Uh, the, the last thing you said first, um, I encourage anybody to go take a basic handgun class if you have no experience at all, because uh, there's no reason to be afraid of them. I have uh, one daughter who lived most of her uh, adult life in Oakland. Thank God she finally moved. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I, I wanted her to know how, how guns work and to not be afraid of them because she lived in a place where you might your kids might find one in the bushes. You ought to be able to pick it up and know that it's loaded or unloaded and how to safely do something with it. Uh, if you're past that stage and you know how they work and you can shoot some, you know, you're probably at a place where you could consider a concealed carry permit. Um, regardless of your county, uh, I, the first thing I would suggest is uh, a pro- go to the county website. Every county, uh, search your county's name and CCW, uh, and that's going to get you to a website where you can get your county's question answered. Uh, every county prefers that you go to them first and start the application process before you take your class. You can do those two, two things pretty closely together, though. Uh, and then, and once you've you know gotten the process started, find an instructor. You know, I'll I'll say I work for Northern Firearms Instruction. They're great. It's a bunch of real pros. That's why I went and started working for them. Every county uh, on their website is going to list instructors. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only people who can instruct are people who have uh, are, are certified by the California Department of Justice. Uh, we'll find somebody good and sign up for the class. Uh, and as you said, Jason, uh, most counties were eight hours of instruction. And starting in January, all counties are going to be 16 hours. Don't let that be a discouragement. 16-hour classes are great. You get a lot more time. You actually get, get a chance to get out on the range more and, and learn important things like, oh, I don't know, how to safely draw a gun from a holster and how to clear a malfunction if you have one in, in a stressful moment, stuff like that. Yeah, and, and one of the, the most important things that I, 
I got from your class is, you know, the proximity thing, the three to five, three to five seconds, is that yeah. when we, you know, went from the Bass Pro Shop in Rockland to the range, uh, the Placer County range, you know, the we we drew our firearm and then Paul had us bring it back close to our body because that is usually going to be the scenario. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I've never learned that. I've taken a couple classes prior just on my own, even though I didn't have to. Right. Um, but that conversation has never come up. Like that I thought was invaluable information. Nelson, yeah, so that's a real life scenario. Yeah. Nelson. Yeah. Paul, um, I'm a large man. Oh, we were having this conversation <laughs> very, off the air. Yeah. Very large man. And I'm wondering where the hell am I supposed to stash this gun? Because the boot is not going to work for me if I want to actually get it in a moment of crisis. And the sticky's not going to work either unless no. he puts it under a fold. Right. Is there a foldy? <laughs> is there a foldy? Is there a rolly? <laughs> uh, well, first of all, wherever you're going to stash it, don't don't tell people on the radio where you stash it. That's fair. Um, <laughs> but uh, well, I mean, you, J- Jason, you were in the class, and so was my wife. Who you know, these, yeah. uh, my wife learns things by coming to my classes. <laughs> uh, the amount of money I have spent through the years trying one holster or another or another, uh, there are you know, suffice it to say, there's a bunch of different ways to safely carry a gun. Uh, and everybody has to find a way that works for them. Different body types work differently. Uh, your lifestyle, do you stand a lot? Do you sit a lot? Where are you going to be most of the time? Uh, do you have to dress? Uh, can you wear sweats every day, or do you have to be wearing a suit? Uh, there's a, a bunch of questions. That you have to, it has to work for you. Wearing a lot of tight-fitting clothing. Not by choice. I just don't want to go and buy the 4X clothing I should be wearing. Does body glove make a... Yeah. <laughs> can I start wearing a wetsuit? Yeah. By the way, your wife, I wanted to mention that, your wife was wonderful, and she's brilliant with knowledge. So yeah. I loved having both of you in the class and her giving it, especially with my wife being there from a woman's perspective. I thought that was key because, you know, that's another conversation of how to wear it. If you're a woman, you obviously mm-hmm. yeah. have different body parts that guys have and that can, can you know, get in the way. So what do you do? You know, right. what and, do you put yeah. in, and his wife was there to do that. So, Paul, thank you so much. I'm glad you got to come on the air. I appreciate your time. I will sing your praises loud, loud, loudly and uh, send people your way that are interested, okay? I I appreciate that. Stay safe, Jason, and howdy, everybody. Nice talking to you. All right, talk to you soon, buddy. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Brilliant guy. Mm -hmm. Absolutely brilliant guy. So well-spoken, great communicator. Can't believe he's not still in the business. It was like I was sitting there in class just going, this is like listening to an eight-hour radio show. He's really good. Yeah. Yeah. So, usgunpro.com. You guys should take it. I mean, I might. I, I need to do a lot of things, but I have a laundry list right now, so that's just not at the top of the list. Well, we just knocked off a couple of them. New sneakers, <sighs> new heels, new insoles. Mm-hmm. Nelson's got $2. I mean, this is a right. good day for he everybody. Has five. Well, he's got $5. Yeah, that's Diet Cokes for two days. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah, all right.